Uh, hi, this is Matt Sinchin from Conversation and Political Podcast, and I'm here to bring something new this week. Uh, we're doing something called a rant. So it's basically one person from our cast that appears on the podcast will do about 10 minutes, or we'll cap it at 10 minutes. So 10 minutes or less on one topic that's upsetting them or something that they've been thinking about or something they just want to talk about and get out. Um, and it really, it's not limited to politics. There's really anything that you can talk about. Although today for the first one, I'm going to talk about something that I've been thinking of since we did the last podcast, and that's the issue of division in America. And it really, to me, it stems back to the media. And this is where I get so upset with the media. And part of it's that for, to stay in business, one of the things, obviously, you have to bring in money, you have to get viewers. One of the things that gets viewers, uh, that gets viewers' attention is anger. Because if something makes you angry, it's a strong emotion, and people will instinctively, they'll come back to that. They want to hear more of it. And what ends up happening is that Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, all of the news stations have keyed into that. So Fox News' content, I mean, if you want to look at one show, The Five, that show is all about four conservatives and a Democrat, and they basically do it in a way to make the Democrat look really bad, make his views look outlandish, make him look like an idiot for feeling that way. And that keys into viewers that, well, he's the, the representing Democrats. All Democrats must deal that way. Therefore, all Democrats are idiots. Why would I listen to them? And it's the same way on the other side. And I mean, I, I hear it every day because my parents are Republicans. They listen to the five. That we, we watch that every day and you can see it. And I mean, watching my parents, it gets a reaction from them. They're, they're, they watch the news and then they'll get angry about it. And that's what these programs are designed to do. Except what I have noticed, the problem nowadays is that that has become part of American culture is that instead of having differing opinions and using that to learn on things and hear different opinions and come up with one collaborative voice, something like Congress was supposed to be, it's now become something where this is a, it's violent, it's angry, it's not making anything happen, it's not productive. It's simply one side getting angry about the other. And, I mean, you could see that whether it be, I mean, going back to what we talked about last week, the Virginia and Charleston shootings, the Virginia shooting was simply because one of the major reasons that he cited was because he was angry about race relations in America. And that's one thing. I mean, if you look at it with Ferguson and with Trayvon Martin and Garner in New York City, the media has really played up race relations as an issue. And I really think this is a situation where that topic, while being a big deal, was not nearly as big a deal as it was until the media started covering it that intensely. And the way that the media has portrayed this is as a black and white issue. And there's two sides to it. Either all cops are racist, and therefore we must violently react against the cops and stop them because it's institutionalized racism. All cops hate all black people. And the other side is basically saying, well, that's not true because all, po all cops are good people. You have to be a good person to be a cop, and good people aren't racist. So all of these just make, must be coincidence. And the actuality of it is probably somewhere in the middle. Because humans do stupid things, and there's so many cops out there, you can't control every one of their actions, which means that some of the issues we've had with cops are probably due to cops overstepping their bounds or being racists or doing bad things. But on the flip side, that's probably not responsible for all of them. And people don't look at it that way. People have been looking at it as a two-sided issue, and you're either one side or the other. And, I mean, like you saw in Ferguson, when there was the one-year anniversary, there were people just shooting everywhere, trying to shoot as many cops as they could. I mean, it was announced as kill a cop day by people on Twitter. And that's, that's not okay. That's not, this isn't a division that's leading to happy things. It's leading to kill a cop day. 
And that's something that I think we really need to address in America, making sure that everybody's voice is being heard. And I mean, to call out one person in particular in this issue, I mean, Al Sharpton's one person who I've heard has really been driving this because he basically, whenever there is any kind of incident where it's a non-black on a black person, he comes in and he'll play the race card, regardless of how true it is, even before there's any evidence. And what happens is he has a group of followers that will follow his every word. So if he says it's a hate crime then they start saying that, then they'll follow him and act on it like that. That's where you get the violence. And then white people will see that and say, look at all these black people who are being really violent and angry. We have to stop them. And then there's violence back and it continues in a cycle. And we really need to promote a culture in America of basically ideas and opinions and on things like this. It's not tied to you as a person. We need to come up with the best idea possible. And that's where the collaboration comes in. You have to take ideas from both sides. And the fact is, Everything in moderation. It's probably somewhere in the middle. It's usually things aren't usually as extreme as they're portrayed, and people need to wake up and realize that. And there's another issue, another really controversial one, but I think this is very true. And that's the issue of abortion. Because the two sides, the pro-life side, when they see abortion, they see people who are murdering babies, and they look at it as a moral and ethical issue. And they're looking at it from the baby's perspective. But people who are pro-choice are looking at it from the parents' perspective, they're looking at it from a logistical, from a practical standpoint. And if you look at each of their arguments, neither one is fundamentally flawed. Neither one of them says, neither one of them really has any holes in it. And that's why it's such a splitting issue, because depending on how you look at it, each side makes really valid points. But because the arguments don't really have any clash, they don't have a whole lot of overlap, people who are pro-life will tend to assume that, well, because we believe that these babies are being murdered and that's a bad thing, that people who are pro-choice must believe the opposite. So people who are pro-choice must believe that murdering babies is a good thing. And people on the pro-choice side of things basically see, well, we're just trying to protect the parents here and give people options. Well, people who are pro-life must automatically mean that there's no options. Once you get a once you get pregnant, you have to have the baby and that's it. There's no other discussion. There can't possibly be another option. And you look at it, you've got two sides that are angrily shouting against each other and completely missing the other's point. And I mean, that's just another issue where there's a division and nobody is looking at things and saying, maybe the other side makes good points. I mean, on another example, Congress, it's so partisan right now. It's Republicans voting with Republicans, Democrats voting with Democrats. Nobody's saying, you know what, I'm going to vote for what I think what best for my state or what my state wants. Everybody wants to fit in. They don't want to be the odd man out because being the odd man out in politics can lead to not being reelected or whatever. And these people are more concerned with how they come off as a person or keeping their power to actually worry about how the people are going to react to things and how it helps the people. And that's a top down thing, whether it be coming from the media, basically turning things as one side versus the other. One side must be good. One side must be evil. You must pick. And Congress basically not compromising, not doing anything in the middle, and also to go along with that, you look at the media, when you look at Congress, like whether it be Boehner or Lindsey Graham, one of the Republicans trying to compromise and basically move towards the middle a little bit and take some Democratic ideas, I mean, I've seen, I see Fox News every day, they're constantly criticizing people who do that, and honestly, I mean, depending on the issue, they may be right, there may be some issues that shouldn't be compromised upon. But 
compromise is the foundation of this country. That's how we got the system we have now. That's how we get the best ideas, the ideas that help everyone. And I think we've really lost that here. And I think this is a message to everyone. If you're reading a news article, you're watching the news, and what you're hearing is making you really angry, consider the source. Because they're probably trying to get you angry because it gets them more money. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you're, they're obviously entitled to do that. They're entitled to make money. That's their job as a business, to try to be the best that they can possibly be, most efficient, most effective. But take, take into account the source. Take into account why it's making you feel angry, and then look for evidence on the opposite side of that. When I know personally, I joined my debate team, and one of the things we have to do there is argue things from both points of view. And that's one thing that I think has really helped me in life, because before I joined the debate team, I would have considered myself very right-wing. I believed a lot of the right-wing ideals, and a lot of, a lot of that was handed down from my parents, because that's what they believe. But the older I've gotten, the more I've looked at it and said, you know what, maybe I shouldn't assume that all of these ideas are right. Maybe I should question it, maybe I should look at both sides of the issue, because like, I've found, depending on what the idea is, I can go really, really far right on the tail and really, really far left. That's why I don't really identify as one particular party, because it, there are some issues that, like, depending on what the issue is, it's really split for me, and I don't really fit into one group or the other, and I think that goes for a lot of Americans, and that's why the parties are so, uh, the people have some issues with the parties, and that's why people don't vote, because they feel like there isn't a candidate out there that has all of their values. And uh, basically, we really need to take a hard look and make sure that we're putting the issues first and making sure we're getting the correct option for the issue and not worrying so much about whose side we're on. And uh, with that, I'd like to sign off on the first rant on division in America.